from iHeartRadio, The Don, the definitive 24-episode podcast series on the mega-producer behind such hits as Flashdance, Beverly Hills Cop, and Top Gun, Don Simpson. Listen to The Don on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Hello. Let's wake up, sleepyhead. Turn on the coffee maker. Turn up the radio, get your questions prepared, give me a call. I'm here, it's Sunday morning, it's 8 a.m., and I love talking to you. I don't want to see you so much this morning if you're in your pajamas, but I love talking to you. Believe me, uh, it's uh, something that I look forward to every weekend, and what I love the most is helping people get pointed in the right direction. You get one opportunity to retire, folks, one. You can't go back and make up for it. I want to help make sure that you're ready for it, you're prepared for it, that you have the kind of lifestyle in your retirement years because your retirement years could be as long, if not longer, than your working years with medical technology and so forth. People are staying healthy, living longer, and that's all a good thing. But financially, if you can't can't make it, financially, then your retirement years aren't going to be as lovely as you really were dreaming about all those decades that you were going to work day in, day out, giving your employer eight hours of hard work, all of your energy. So I want to make sure that you can retire and that you can retire in the lifestyle, in the manner that you always, always dreamt about. Our phone numbers today, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, on this Sunday morning, November 15th. A good friend of mine that most listeners know, Angelo Mazzone, has a special birthday today. So, Angelo, if you're listening, happy birthday, my friend. I know that you've touched so many lives in the Capital Region area. And I know that you will enjoy this day, I'm sure. 1-800-825-5949. So yesterday, we actually had some great calls, great questions. One one caller who my heart goes out to, and I'm hopeful, hopeful that she'll call me this week, some insurance agent basically selling her an insurance policy, a life insurance policy, a permanent life insurance policy. Folks, some of these... Some of these sharks, that's what I'll call them. I won't call them thugs. I'll call them sharks. Some of these sharks make up the 50% commission selling the right insurance policy. Listen, as you approach retirement, hopefully you have the assets in place and you have some insurance, some, some good useful insurance. Most people, the best insurance is term insurance. A lot of insurance agents don't like to sell term insurance because they make pennies on a dollar. Why, why, why do you want to make pennies when you can make 50 cents on a dollar selling an expensive whole life, permanent life insurance policy? Oh, I call it like it is. I'm a fiduciary. That's what I get paid to do. And I don't hold back. Sometimes I should bite my tongue, but I don't. When it comes to financial advice, I really call it like it is. And as I shared with, with I think it was Mariah yesterday, I wanted her to call me because I think she's being taken advantage of, and there's nothing that, that, that hurts me more than that. You know, if, if somebody's selling you an annuity in your IRA, folks, fire them. Fire them, fire them, fire them. So many fees. It's a worthless investment inside an annuity and inside any retirement account. 
6% commission. These people sell it like no load products. It makes me really get upset when I hear about all these products being sold. And folks, these aren't fiduciaries. If your advisor makes one penny commission, they are not, they can't be a fiduciary. They have a conflict of interest. They could sell you this and make this. They can sell you that and make that. It's a conflict of interest, and I have a hard time with it, and I want to help you. So that was one great question yesterday. We talked about another client of mine being scammed from a supposedly federal agent saying that her Social Security account was going to be frozen, a complete scam. And we talked a little bit about the markets. Today, we're going to touch on the markets and any questions that you have, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's start off this Sunday morning with Leonard on his cell phone. Hello, Leonard. Good morning. Um, How? We, I called yesterday. We only had a minute. And I'll still try to Oh, make that's right. I, I, I ended the show with you, Leonard. I'm sorry. Boy, you took it's me... Right. Um, you took me for my word. You called me right back this morning. I thank you. What can I help you with? Okay. I'm, I tend to be a diehard do-it-yourselfer on most things. And I've been listening to financial shows on WGY for probably seven years. I've been a Dave Ramsey fan since 1999. Uh, so I kind of got a good grasp on things. I really don't know if I need a financial advisor because I have 401k uh, with financial engines uh, steering that in the right direction with T. Rowe Price. I have deferred comp that's always been performing well. I have some uh, IRAs and Roth IRA and uh, Vanguard. I have a pension from New York State. Uh, and I kind of just like the way things are flowing. Most of my investments are in target funds for <clears throat> certain retirement date. What, I'm 58 years old, and I'm trying to decide whether or not to even go to a financial advisor uh, because I've kind of got my act together, I think. Well, so what do you think? Of, well, I'm going to give you my honest opinion, and I don't want you to get upset with me, Leonard. I know you've oh, been waiting. I know you've been waiting since since 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon to talk to me, and I hope that you get a good night's sleep. I do not want to upset you, but it's a great question. Actually, it's, a, it's really um, a phenomenal question. One we get often from prospective clients that come in, and they have the same thoughts as you do. So it all depends. Not every financial advisor or advisory firm is the same. I, and I'm just going to talk about my firm. I've invested as much in my human capital, my team. I have 12 professionals that surround me. I have five certified financial planners, two CPAs, certified public accountants, one charter financial analyst, one accredited investment fiduciary. I have 12 amazing, very high-end professionals that make up my team. So I've invested heavily in my human capital. I also invest heavily in our technology, technology for us to be able to manage the portfolios, do financial planning, to have my service team be able to service our clients. We have so much invested in our firm. One of the reasons why Charles Schwab in the country were one of the top rated firms in the country, wealth management firms, because of all that 
I take this business very seriously, Leonard. So when when somebody says to me, why why should I hire a you know, uh, uh, your, your, your firm, Steve, why should I engage your services? Well, first and foremost, most clients engage our services to manage their wealth, and we do a really good job on that. We educate them, we're there, especially when there's volatile times, we're there to hold their hands, make sure they don't shoot themselves in the foot, financially speaking. We have a lot of information, a lot of advice that we feed our clients. Now, not every client takes all of our advice. We plant a lot of seeds. They don't always blossom, but we're there to give them information, help them, and make sure that, that when, when it comes to their financial house, their financial house is very much in order. We're getting ready to expand our what we call our family office division, where we'll be doing more for clients, going deeper and wider with clients, and, and helping them with their tax returns, their estate planning, basically making sure that, that you know everything is taken care of. So when you, believe it or not, you're paying firms like Financial Engines. You're paying them. You don't realize you're paying them. I guess in return, well, I, I, know I would I'm, ask. I know so I'm you. So you know you're paying them. Engines. Yeah, well, you're paying everybody. You just don't realize how you're paying them. Remember, there's no okay. free lunches out there. We're not in a socialist um, economy yet. So, you know, we have to, We people, people get paid for the advice they give. You just have to ask the questions. How are you getting paid? This is why I have a hard time with those those um, insurance agents out there, registered representatives selling annuities as no-load products or life insurance policies. Well, I, I you totally get the agree with so that. I have a horror story on that, but I don't want to take too long. <laughs> well, it's let's, not for um, me. It's so, for my mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Well, believe me, I've seen it all. Leonard, I've been doing this. I've been helping clients since, since 1987, so I've seen it all. And it amazes me what what some of these people are allowed to get away with. And I call them out on it. They don't like to hear it. I know a lot of them listen to the show, and I'm sure they cringe because I call them out on it. I have a dear friend who died at a very young age, and I know that his beneficiary was sold a boatload of annuities. And, you know, this 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 salesperson, and that's what they are. They're salesperson. They're no different than used car salespeople. Not all of them are built the same. Some are better than others. But when you're selling something in a unethical manner it's not right and i call them out on it and i don't feel bad about calling them out on it i've done this long enough where i'll call anybody out on it when it comes to hurting somebody financially but those target date funds that you mentioned do you know that is my least favorite investment i'm not saying that because you own it i'm going to give you my reasoning why it's my least favorite investment. There's no benchmark to measure. I don't care if it's Vanguard, Schwab, T. Rowe Price, Fidelity. I don't care who the company is. It could be a great company, but target date funds basically mean that the company can target the allocation of those investments as you get closer. So if you buy a target date fund, let's say 2020, that means you plan on retiring in 2020. And those investments have been targeted more towards bonds and cash than stocks. But you don't plan on dying. You're 58. So if you have a 2020 target date fund because you plan on retiring this year at 58, that means you're, you don't have any stocks in your portfolio you got another 30, 35 years that we're looking that you're going to be with us, you and or well, your spouse. I, 
so let me finish, Leonard. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm going to tell you why I don't like target date funds. It's important because you're not the only one listening or talking. Um, there's a lot of listeners out there that probably have these target date funds, and it's important. I can, I can, I can give clients target date funds, but I don't like to. There's no way to measure the returns. There's no benchmark to measure them against, and it's up to each company. I always say, if you're a growth investor, I would rather see you in a lifestyle growth fund. That means that you are growth-oriented until the day you sell it. Whether it be growth, growth and income, balance, conservative, you get the picture. Where is a target date fund? It's out of your control. So you may want to rethink those target date funds being as young as you are. But first and foremost, we bring a lot of value to the table aside from prudent investment management with all the advice that we give clients and all those firms that you have your money with. None of them are giving you advice. That's probably, I'm going to sum it up there and then I'm going to let you talk. That's probably the number one reason why you want to engage a firm like ours is the advice that we're able to give you. And you may be very astute, but if something happens to you and your spouse isn't as astute financially speaking, what happens then? You just leave your spouse, you know, hanging by a thread trying to figure out. That's where probably one of the best values we bring to the relationship is if one spouse passes and the surviving spouse is there, they don't have to worry about their finances. So I'm going to stop there. I know I interrupted you when I started going off on why I don't like target date funds, and I'm going to let you have the, 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 the mic. Well, that leads me to my second question. Um, Perfect. But you think it's financially worth it to hire an investor because I know investors aren't cheap. They're not necessarily always expensive, but I know we're probably talking more than $1,000 a year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to pay us a whole lot of money if you engage our services. And when I say that, we get paid 1% of the assets we manage. If we're managing a portfolio of $100,000, we're going to get paid $1,000. And And we are by far, we are by far worth it question is, so is it worth it to get an investor if you have your act together? Absolutely. Because we're going to point out things that you're not pointing out yourself. What if you're nervous and you sold out because of this global pandemic? Would we be worth 1%? Absolutely, we would be worth 1%. And you know how many clients, how many investors got nervous and, and made some some crazy, unfortunate irrevocable decisions so the market went down 34 percent the market came back 60 percent as i sit here the s p is up 12 percent year to date that that brings in it and itself our fee and the value of paying a firm like ours even though you may have it put together i just pointed out that one of your largest investments to target date funds is one of our least favorite investments it would be worth it for you to sit down with us and have us analyze those investments and show you why absolutely leonard absolutely um we we i i think we we bring value and we can help you um in more ways than than you realize it's not just that you picked good funds because there could be better funds if you're all in mutual funds we manage 700 million dollars we don't own one mutual fund why is that because mutual funds are 
high with internal management fees. They're all different, but according to Morningstar, the average internal management fee of a mutual fund is 1.2%. You have inefficiency. You have managers being measured against their benchmark. Do you know that the average stock picker, 65 to 85% of the time, cannot outperform their benchmark? That in itself pays for our efficiency of why we use exchange traded funds. I'm going to stop there, Leonard, and I'm going to let you have the final word. Oh, that's okay. I, I'm just curious because I always thought I'd go to a financial advisor, but I'm at the point now where things always seem to be flowing so good. It's like, do I need to? <laughs> yeah. You know, I well, kind of understand security. I understand the ramifications of that, most of it. Uh, I do my own taxes on paper, so I understand what the IRS is thinking. So, you are but, a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah. Wow. Well, oh. Leonard, that listen. It sounds as though you do I'll it admit, all. Though, I don't know. I don't know squat about stocks and bonds and all that. So that's where yeah. my weak point is. Yeah. Well, that so. that may be where we can help you. Actually, Leonard, your question. Your question was a phenomenal question because a lot of people ask it and there's a lot of people that feel that they shouldn't pay for advice and I, I wonder if they pay to get their car fixed. I wonder if they pay to have an electrician come in or do they wing it, go on YouTube and figure it out themselves. You know, we bring a lot of value to the table and, you know, our average account size is about $900,000 and these are people that... Um, by 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 far they they welcome paying us because of the advice we give them so i i think we can help you at the very least at the very least you should you should call angie gavin my client concierge come in the initial consultation doesn't cost anything and now we're doing them um, via because of covid via a telephone call or video conference and let us let us show you what we do let us analyze your investments and then you decide if we're worth it or not i'm pretty sure you're going to find that that we might be but it sounds as though you've done a good job i'm not taking away from the job that you did and your question is one of the best questions that could be asked so i just want to say thank you I know that I didn't have time for you yesterday. I'm glad you came back this morning, and you came back with a very good question. I thank you very much. Leonard, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy this Sunday. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. I plan on going to church as soon as Sunday mornings, folks. My, my, my gig is 7 o'clock, I'm at Starbucks. 8 o'clock, I'm with you. 9 o'clock, I walk over to St. Anthony's Church and, and have Mass. And then I may grab another coffee. Um, you know, it's, it's Sunday mornings. Is, it's Sunday's a day of rest for most people. 1-800-825-5949. We have Anthony in Boston Spa. Hello, Anthony. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great today. How about you? Very good. I've been listening to your show for years. Uh, I love it. You do a great job. I appreciate it. But I had a comment um, based on something you said earlier. Uh, you said there's no way to measure target index mutual funds. No. I believe Morningstar has a has an index average that you can compare them to. Is, is that correct? Or uh, no, they they might. You know anything about that? 
Yeah, they might. The problem is what you're doing is you're just kind of measuring, you know, there's no rhyme or reason on target date funds. As I said, they're my least favorite because most investors that get in them, Anthony, don't really understand them. You know, as I said, if let's make believe you're going to retire, let's make believe Leonard, and he had a great question. I'm glad he asked it. Let's make believe he planned on retiring this year at 58. And let's say he was loaded up with target date funds. He wouldn't have any stocks. The market's up 12% year to date. Last year, the market was up 32%. So can you imagine approaching retirement and not having any stocks in your portfolio at such a young age? Even We don't have one client, not one client has a portfolio with no stocks in it. Every one of our retirees has stocks in their portfolio. We offer portfolios with no stock but after we educate our clients and guide them they know that we keep two years worth of their cash needs off to the side so when it's not if when the next correction when the next bear market when the next recession hits they know that we have them protected and we have two years before we have to worry about it affecting their retirement we build that right in to their retirement plan so when when you think about it you know not to have any stocks in your portfolio. Our our average retiree has, uh, most of our retirees are in a growth and income strategy, 60-40. So I'm just saying a lot, there's a lot about target date funds. And we, we 10% of our clientele are 401k plans. We counsel a lot of corporations and we have target date funds in each and every one of those plans because for, for somebody who, who they need to invest somewhere. I'm just saying most people don't understand the target date funds. I would much prefer the growths, the lifestyle funds where you can choose whether you want to be conservative, balanced, or growth-oriented. And this way you're invested that way. At 58 years old, you got 30, 35 years at least. You and or your spouse will be with us. And not to have any stock investments is crazy. And that's the problem I have with target date funds. Uh, well, you make a very good point. Uh, I've been investing for many years myself, and uh, I agree with it. I, I've never owned a target date fund. I always uh, end up indexing with my uh, 457B plan at work. So uh, I appreciate you, the message you bring across to everybody and keep spreading the good word. And uh, I'm, in the next couple of years, I'm going to be moving in with a uh, investment advisor. You're number one on my list, so keep it oh, up, Anthony. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you feel that comfortable with us, and we would be we would be honored to have you call us. We would love to sit down with you. Listen, stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy this Sunday. You know, tomorrow's a new new work week. Thank you. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. couple good calls this morning. We're going to head into the news break. On the other end, we would love to... This Friday, critics are calling A Quiet Place Part 2 sensational. This is the experience theaters were made for. A Quiet Place Part 2, only in theaters. Rated PG-13. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
but we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Talk to you at 1 800 825 5949. Hello and welcome back. How are you folks on this beautiful Sunday morning? It's November 15th. Can you believe it? I know. The year is flying by. 2021's almost here. All these headlines are going to disappear. But on a serious note, it's been a crazy year. This COVID-19 has taken, it's, it's exhausting. You know, 11 million cases in this great country of ours. I think we have 4% of the world's population, but 25% of the cases for COVID. Um, how, 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 how do you figure, right? Um, you know, just it's, it's 20%, um, but only 4% of the population. You, you think about it, we have, what, 320 million people in this great country of ours. India has billions, almost 2 billion, and we have more cases um, than, than India. And yesterday, I think we had close to 190,000 cases. Now, just a week ago, we were under 100,000 cases. So I take it serious, and you should as well. It's something that this, I, I believe the second wave is here. And I think that we need to be just a little bit more careful, as careful as we think we're being. And for those that, that, that are flamboyant about it, forget about them. I know I'll call out a friend, a family member, if they're flamboyant. My family is very serious about this, very serious about this, protecting um, each other and their children. My son protects his children. He and his wife, Nikki, and I, I my hat goes off to them. Um, you know, you just never know how, how easy it is to get this virus. So I take it seriously, and I wear my face mask, and I get upset when I see people not taking it seriously. I'm sorry, I'm, you know. I, I buy into this COVID-19. It's not political. It's a serious virus that a lot of people have gotten sickened by. I have four friends that have been sickened by it. Three of them were in the hospital, one in the mid-30s, three in their 50s. So these aren't 80-year-old friends. These are, fr you know, friends that, 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 that are younger. And all four of them said they were sicker than a dog, sicker than a dog. So once again, some people don't have any symptoms, but a lot of people do. And you just have to be careful. Just have to be careful. 190,000 cases yesterday, yesterday alone in this country. And that's a lot. That's a lot. So I take it seriously in this, you know, November 15th. I mean, you, um, February 15th. Would you ever think we would have lived the months that we lived, the summer and fall? Thank God the weather was as beautiful as it was but the cold setting in and you know i think yesterday we talked to one of the callers who was going to target for curbside pickup i'm doing a lot of curbside pickup i kind of like it to be honest i i like being pampered having somebody run out um whatever it is that i ordered it's not a bad feeling it's safe i don't have to waste all that time in the store it's not a bad way to go but i saw something this morning if if, and think about this, folks, because I'm very proactive 
very supportive of independent businesses, whether it be restaurants, um, retailers. I'm very supportive of in independent restaurants and independent retailers. I want to see them make it. How profitable would they be if the government locked down for six weeks the big box stores, Walmart, Target, you get the picture, Costco, you get the picture. How profitable would these small independence mom and pop shops these are the these are the people that are coaching your your child's soccer team these are the people that you see in um church or temple these are the people that that you live down the street from that you you know you get the picture these are the people that are part of your community i'm all for it let's lock down the big box stores for a time period a couple weeks and let let the independent business person show us just how wonderful and dynamic they are that's how supportive i am of the independent business person i'm always always there for the for the little guy 1-800-TALK-WGY 1-800-825-5949 zach tell the listening audience what Radio show is on at 11 o'clock this morning. If you like sports, the listeners should tune in at 11 o'clock. What radio show is that, Zach? That would be my show, Steve, on 11 o'clock at Fox Sports 980 95.9 FM. We're going to touch on Tiz DeLaw getting a new jockey and then straight football because there's a lot of football played this weekend. Wow, wow. Yeah, Tiz DeLaw did get a new jockey, and I – um. I wasn't happy with the way they advertised that, Zach. I'm not sure what you're going to talk about, but my personal opinion, having being in the sport, these jockeys are hardworking. You know, believe me, out of all the people you have on your staff in the horse world, the jockeys, they are there for their trainers, they're there for their owners, and more importantly, they're there for their horse, the athlete that they're riding. You think about these jockeys, 110 pounds, controlling an 1,100-pound um, athlete, and there's a lot at stake, a lot at risk. Manny Franco, who was the jockey of Tis the Law, did a great job. A young guy really did a great job, and he had a bad ride, but the publicly call him out on it. Believe me, I'm all for change. I mean, owners change jockeys all the time, but they don't do it publicly, and I'm pretty sure Johnny V, who's a phenomenal jockey well seasoned didn't like the fact that it was in the press like it was that they took Manny Franco down I I, I feel bad for Manny Franco because I think he got the you know they should have just did it quietly the horse world would have known Zach so to be interesting to see what kind of response you get is it a call-in show Zach of course it's a call-in show 518-690-0980 Folks, write that number down because at 11 o'clock, I may tune in, Zach, and hear your thoughts on what I just shared on um, jockey changes. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. And a lot of football for sure. I'm, I, I've been boycotting football, so I haven't watched much football. But I know you're going to be right on target. 11 o'clock, Zach, he has, I'm telling you, you heard his voice. He's a great, great. Great guy, and he's knowledgeable in sports. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Mark in Skylerville. Hello, Mark. Hey, good morning. How are you? 
I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. Good. Hey, I have a question. Trying to build a uh, portfolio with ETFs, and just want your advice on what is a good way to build a diversified portfolio with ETFs. First, first, it's a great question, Mark. First of all, you need to look at your portfolio two ways, your core positions and then your tactical positions. This is how we strategically manage our clients' money. Our core positions, for the most part, where's your uh, portfolio? Where's it held? What brokerage account? Uh, it's in my uh, – I actually had a 401K with Fidelity, and we yep. had originally had, like, you know, you could pick – I don't know, maybe 25 or 30 different mutual funds. And I was able to move the money from, from that area, I guess, to an IRA within, within Fidelity. Yep. I don't want to badmouth Fidelity, but every time, I, every time I try to get seek financial advice and they try to sell me an annuity for my guaranteed 2% <laughs> a year. So I don't, <laughs> so Mark, I don't you know, I'm, whatever. I don't really, every time I go down that road, and that's where I end up. But, um, there's so I'm trying a reason to do something why, by Mark. myself here. You know what I mean? So let me help you. And I'm glad you pointed that out because just because it's a great company like Fidelity doesn't mean that there aren't sharks in these great companies. I don't care if you walk in your local bank, if you walk in the local retail office of Fidelity, as Mark is pointing out. Folks, if somebody tries to sell you an annuity, walk right out. Hang up the phone. Yeah. Just call them out. Because I'm telling you, they really have to work hard to explain to you why you should have an annuity. I'm not dead against annuities. And I know there's some, some annuity salespeople. And believe me, if they sell an annuity, they are not a fiduciary. We are a fiduciary. Lately, it's a buzzword. I've been a fiduciary since 1993. Before then, I used to sell annuities. I used to sell mutual funds. I did not like working with clients. And I knew that I loved what I did for clients. So I've been a fiduciary since 1993. That's um, that's a long time. But anyway, Mark, do you want to start out with your core positions? Our core positions are the broad stock market. We, I always talk about the S&P 500 index, and that's a great index. That represents about 80, 85% of the total stock market representation. But we use the broad stock market index, and they're very highly correlated. So they, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot more out of one or the other. Although a week like this week, when small caps finally came roaring back and made all-time highs, our our all-market total market portfolio holding did better than the S&P because it includes mid caps and small caps in there. So whether you choose the total stock market or the S&P 500, it's a good place to start. We also, our core position is the NASDAQ 100 Composite Index, QQQ. I call it the growth part of my portfolio. It has a lot of names in there. Mostly 65% almost is made up of technology names. And there's a lot of good. NASDAQ today is a whole lot different than NASDAQ was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, we had a lot of companies that are no longer around, nowhere to be found. Whereas the companies that make up NASDAQ today, I think are, it's a little different picture. And you can feel comfortable. So those are our two they are, we are invested more in those two holdings than any other holdings. We also have a small cap index. We actually use the Vanguard small cap index. We have two equal weighted 
So now think about it. The top five market-weighted stocks in the S&P almost represented 24, 25% of the S&P 500 index. There's 505 companies in the S&P 500 index. So think about five representing almost a quarter of it. So we wanted to get more access to those other 500 companies. So we buy an equal weighted S&P 500 index. This means that in, in the S&P 500 index, if you take the number one holding, the top holding Apple, which, you know, if anybody ever owns a stock, any one stock, I love Apple. It's, it's a great holding and it's our number one holding in our portfolios. Thank God it's done well. Apple in the S&P 500 index represents almost 7%. Microsoft represents 6%, Amazon 5%. When you look at the NASDAQ composite index, Apple represents 13%, Microsoft 11%, Amazon 10%. Now, when you buy an equal weight broad stock market index, it represents a smidgen, just a smidgen, the same as all other 504 companies. The same, we also own an equal weight, all the technology companies in the S&P 500 index, we own an equal weight. Once again, instead of Apple representing 14% almost, it represents like 0.6%. The top 10 holdings of NASDAQ represent 55%. Hey, um, Mark, if you can turn off your radio, that would be appreciative. Um, S&P, the top 10 holdings represent 28%. So those are your core positions. And then you may want to complement it with what we call tactical positions. Our tactical positions right now are financials, technology. We're very overweight technology. And we're looking at adding some, some other holdings. We might, we might choose a, another value holding these we see a shift coming out of growth going into value that's how you start building your portfolio but more importantly mark you need to figure out what weighting do you want in stocks what weighting do you want in bonds you know growth and in income is like a 60 40 blend growth for us is 80 20 um in light of full disclosure i'm 63 and i'm 100 percent invested my family and my <laughs> Assets are 100% invested in the stock market. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love stocks, knowing that they go down on any given day, any given week, any given month, any given year. Over time, I love stocks. So you need to figure that out first and then start building the portfolio. I hope that helps. It, it does, because I'm trying to do things myself and, and trying to learn and reading books, listening to tapes and things like that. And uh, I've been listening to your show. I was using target date funds quite a bit, you know, through Fidelity, and I know that you're basically just literally just said it's <laughs> go you're against them. So yeah. I, I guess my last question to you would be, you know, based on what I've said, I really could use somebody to get me pointed in the right direction because I feel like I'm doing it myself and I'm a little bit lost. So yeah. if I was to call your well, office, we could probably do something. So for somebody like you, we would absolutely take over the management of your IRA. We would move it to Charles Schwab. We like Charles Schwab better than Fidelity. We can, we can have your account at Fidelity, Charles Schwab, Vanguard, anywhere. But Charles, uh, Charles Schwab does the best job for us. And we would um, manage your IRA. But we always look at our clients' 401k plans at least once a year and help them out with that. So you get a whole lot of 
um, horsepower with us, and I like driving fast cars um, safely, obviously. Um, I've gone to three yeah. professional driving schools, so I drive them pretty aggressively when, I, when the time is right. My wife doesn't always like it, but I like it. And, um, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll help you with, with those, those investments. We'll help drive that bus, and we'll make sure that you're invested properly with the other assets. So give us a call. Mark, thank you for listening. I Thank you for calling in. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to Pat in Albany. Hello, Pat. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, my question for you, sir, is um, the benefits of paying off a second home early. I have, um, to give you a little background, I have... Um, I've been paying off a lot of debt, and I freed up about 2500 extra a month. I plan on paying off my wife's truck by March of this year by applying that uh, extra money to that, and that would free up about 3000 a month. I have uh, 81000 I own on a second home in Myrtle Beach, and I'm wondering the benefits of paying that off early as opposed to you know, uh, recognizing the, the tax benefits of um, – of, of keeping the house and paying it off, you know, slowly. It's a great question, Pat. Let me help you out. We actually had a similar question yesterday as well. So the pros and cons, it feels good. Believe me, anybody, anybody who will listen to me, I'll try to talk them into a 15 year mortgage over a 30 year mortgage all day long. And I can show you on pen and paper why it makes sense to buy a 30 year mortgage and then you know, you got more money because your payments are lower and invest the difference. But not everybody is all that disciplined to do that. So my my thinking is if I get you into a 15-year mortgage rather than a 30-year mortgage, in 15 years your house is paid off. If it's a house you're going to live in through retirement, there's no better feeling. Hey, Pat, I'm going to ask you to turn your radio off, please, um, of the, because of the sound back, if you don't mind. Um, there's no better feeling than entering retirement knowing that your home is paid for. Now, if you have a mortgage rate, right now mortgage rates are in the 2% range, folks, between 2 and 3%. Last year, the S&P was up 32%. This year, it's up 12%. Now, there's going to be years when the S&P is down, and I'm just throwing this out because this is for the most part the broad stock market index why would you mm -hmm. take money out of a well-diversified investment portfolio to pay off a mortgage that you can get at two and a half two and three quarter percent it doesn't make sense to me as long as you don't panic when the market goes down like back in on february 19th when the market started to slide 34 percent if you didn't panic you would have grown 60% from the low point and be up 12% year to date. So we don't recommend that people, when you have a low interest rate mortgage, we advise our clients to keep that, make the payment, let us manage the portfolio. Because why take money out of an investment portfolio? You know, over time, over the last 90 years, according to if it's in stocks are up 10 to 12%, bonds 4 to 6%, cash 3%. Well, right now we know times are different. Mm -hmm. Bonds are paying less than 1%, cash is paying next to zero. But over time, over time, the historical returns are a diversified portfolio is going to be somewhere between, let's say, 6 and 10%. So if you have a mortgage at 25 3%, 
why would you want to pay that off when over time you can make more money on your money? So we wouldn't have you do that. As far as the truck goes for your wife, Pat, if it's a high interest rate, yeah, we'd probably have you pay that off. Car loan, although I just got a car loan, and I think my car loan is 1.9%. Oh, no, my daughter just got a car loan, Honda. Um, you know, uh, Pat Ryan up at Keeler Motor Cars, uh, unbelievable service, mm-hmm. unbelievable company. 1.9% financing, 1.9. Now, my daughter has very good credit rating, and she was approved for a, a preferable rate. I couldn't believe it, 1.9% car loan on a Honda. So once again, if you can get a loan that low, don't pay it off. Pat, I hope that helps you. Think about it. Talk it over with your accountant and give it some some thought before you take money out of a good, well-managed investment account to pay off a low interest rate loan. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to Robert in Amsterdam. Hello, Robert. Good morning, Steve. Quick question. Um, I'm currently a client of yours, and I was going to call the office to ask this question, but I always like hearing your voice. Um, I'm in a situation this year where I'm out for a medical reason. My income is going to be a lot lower because I'm on disability probably for half the year, close to half the year. Would this be, you know, for tax reasons, a good time for me to look at possibly doing a Roth conversion with some of my assets? Man, oh, man, Robert, that's a good question. First of all, especially being my client, I hope all is well. I hope um, you're healthy and all is well and and, and you'll get through this. Um, Roth conversion should be done in the years where you have lower income, so your income tax rate is lower. And if you're in that situation and you think it makes sense, it doesn't always make sense for people to convert from an IRA to a Roth IRA because you're going to pay tax on that conversion. If you convert $100,000, that's like having $100,000 of income. And you need to take that into consideration from a tax standpoint. But Robert, especially being a client of mine, I, I one, I thank you for being a client. Hopefully during COVID-19, all the communication and and all the emails that I helped you with, hopefully that got you through COVID and you felt comfortable with what we're doing for you. But let me um, let me beg you to call the office this week and let, let's talk let's talk this out. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this Sunday afternoon. And I appreciate you being a client. I can't thank you enough for that, Robert. Thank you. Hey, sure. folks, we're Very coming happy. up to the end. Thank you, Robert. I, I feel bad cutting him off. He's a client, um, but we're coming up to the end of the show. How, where did this hour go? Anyway, folks, thank you for, for, for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. Um, you know, it means a lot to me. I love helping the listening audience out with financial advice. I don't know how to bite my tongue all the time. I hope you don't take that the wrong way. I promise to give you my honest opinion. As a fiduciary, that's the only way I know how to do it. In the meantime, Let's hope we have a profitable week this week, coming week. I know last week was, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Go to our website, Boucher.com, for more information. Have a great day. Bye. Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear, along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24-7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, 
You can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub.